0: Hello, this is episode 258. And we're chatting about the tips I wish I'd known when I started keto and how much keto has changed for me over the years. We're going to be talking about Oh, gosh, the last six years on my ketogenic diet from July 2014 to July 2020. Wow, what a journey so many changes. Life is a wild ride, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to be referencing a lot of adjustments for women and lessons that I've learned. If you want to go deeper into this conversation with me, I have a program for that. It's called Happy Keto Body. It's a 12-week program that I developed with a doctor. You can find out more by going to happyketobody.com. If you have questions about today's content, head on over to healthfulpursuit.com contact and ask me. You can also catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show, by going to ketodietpodcast.com. As soon as you get on that page, just search for episode 258. It'll be on there, as are all episodes that ever have existed on the Keto Diet Podcast. So it'll take you a bit to find it. Just scroll down. You could also control F or command F and find today's episode. Before we get started, I want to thank Perfect Keto for sponsoring today's show and just for being an amazing company that supported so, 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 so many of all of us on our ketogenic journey. I found Perfect Keto in early 2017. I just finished the keto diet, which is my first paperback, and I was on tour. And at that time, exogenous ketones weren't really a big deal they were just growing in popularity, a couple people had tried them, they were very expensive at that time. And I was very much against exogenous ketones. And ketones kept coming up over and over and over again in the events. And I kept saying, No, they're bad for you, just eat a ketogenic diet, it'll be fine. And then one woman explained how she just couldn't get into ketosis. And when she took exogenous ketones from Perfect Keto, she started to feel better. Her body started increasing ketone production. Her experience with ADHD went away. Her moods were better. And that caught my attention. So I contacted Perfect Keto that night after the event. I believe it was the Houston, Texas event, if I'm correct. And I said, Hey, my name is Leanne. I host the Keto Diet Podcast. I just wrote this book. And I'd really like to receive some of your exogenous ketones so I could find out what all this is about. And Alex, who is still working with the company said, Oh my gosh, we love you. Yes, 100%. We'll send you some exogenous ketones. And that started our relationship. And I have been in full support of everything. Like, I don't know if there's one thing that Perfect Keto has done that I'm not like, woohoo, yes, amazing, other than their peanut butter cookies because I'm allergic to peanut butter, anaphylactic even, so (laughs) I can't eat their cookies. But from nut butters to exogenous ketones to bars to supplements, uh, their krill oil is amazing. I mean, everything that they put out, I love, I've used, I support 100%, and I'm just so happy for that human in Houston, Texas that urged me to check out exogenous ketones because that introduced me to perfect keto. And I'm so thankful for that. They've been such a a grounded source of fat in my life, Um, whether it be their ketones or nut butters or keto bars. In fact, their ketones just dropped in price recently. So that's something to check out. And their nut butters, I believe they're still doing a free nut butter on orders over $80. $80. Also, because you're a friend of mine, and we're together right now right here, if you go to perfectketo.com slash KDP40 and use a coupon code KDP40, when you buy one item, you get the second for 40% off. So that's pretty awesome. So thanks again to Perfect Keto. And thanks for being here. And let's get started with today's episode. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel. You're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've created a free guide with tips on how to start keto and maintain your fat-fueled life. Grab it at healthfulpursuit.com slash free as a little thank you for listening to the show. So I am reading from my first digital program, The Keto Beginning. You can find out more by going to healthfulpursuit.com/slash begin. And I wrote this book a couple of months into my ketogenic journey. I was vegan actually before going keto and I had been vegan for seven years. Uh, I was dating a German who only ate meat. He tried to be he tried to be vegan for like three days and he was so grumpy and so hungry. It just didn't work for him. So I was making vegan meals for me and meat based meals for him. I had dabbled in paleo for a couple of months before trying keto. But I was so constipated. Uh, I was not happy on paleo. I found it to be like way too much maple syrup and sweet potato. And although you can do paleo without those things, I just I didn't know that I had permission to eat as much fat as I wanted. So when I found keto, and I decided to follow it for 30 days and see what it would do. Now at the time in 2014, there were not a lot of keto resources out there. I think there was like one other book. And so I read that book. And I followed it to a T and it was written by a man. And then I started feeling like hot garbage. And I thought I was doing everything wrong. So I ate less, I exercised more, and still I felt like hot garbage. Now, a lot has changed in the last six years. And when I was first starting out, I made a lot of mistakes. And now I think the The playing field has really evened itself out. It's a lot easier to find information on keto. But the problem with that is that a lot of the information we're finding is very do this or have these problems and don't do this and don't do this and follow this plan and xyz one two three there's not a lot of encouragement about listening to your body and just giving you some tools and tips that you can put into your tool belt and whip them out when you need them but i find so many of us are just following this strict program and not really embracing the signs and signals that our body's sending us on a daily basis so I wanted to read from the keto beginning, which was my first 30 days of eating keto, the mistakes I realized I'd made in those first couple of months. And I was just, I was so thrilled to come out with the keto beginning back in 2014. There was nothing else out there. I wanted to help people, mostly vegans. That was most of my uh, clientele and the people reading healthfulpursuit.com at the time to really embrace fat to embrace fat. So after I wrote the keto diet, my paperback book that came out in 2017, I looked back on the keto beginning and I was like, Oh, dear, I'm gonna need to redo this. So the keto beginning got a massive overhaul in 2017, as details had changed and shifted. And then again, in 2019, as details about the ketogenic diet changed and shifted. So it's so great to have these digital programs that I can constantly update and tweak as I learn more and as research proves different things. So I can just set this little thing here for you and you can pick and choose what you like. So I'm going to be reading from chapter eight, overcoming newcomer hurdles. Let's do this. As I was going through the process of achieving and adapting to ketosis, I could have saved so much time and energy if I had been aware of these hurdles that are often encouraged by keto seekers. I'm sharing them here now so you won't have to spin your wheels trying to identify and overcome them like I did ketone obsession. In chapter two, we chatted about how more fat and less carbs create more ketones, as well as about the fact that ketone generation is a sign of fat burning. Based on this knowledge, it might also seem logical to assume that if you aim for high ketones by reducing carbohydrates even lower, and perhaps by eating even less and fasting more, you might lose even more weight and lose it faster. Think again, my friend. The harsh reality is that higher levels of ketones may actually slow down fat loss. Why? The theory is that high levels of ketones in the bloodstream could cause a slight rise in insulin levels, blocking the release of free fatty acids from fat cells. The body perceives high ketone levels as any higher than around 3.0 millimoles per liter as a sign of starvation, which then triggers muscle breakdown as it turns to the next available fuel for energy. When muscle is broken down, glycogen is released, increasing insulin levels. Both muscle breakdown and insulin spikes are bad things we don't want either tip this kind of thinking can easily come about if you're coming to ketosis from a pre-programmed diet mentality if you think you might need some help overcoming such notions fat fueled my second digital ketogenic program works to abolish these feelings and heal your body while boosting confidence so if you want to find out more about that you can just go to healthfulpursuit.com fueled so keto flu This is another piece. (laughs) As you begin to lower your carbohydrate intake, you'll likely experience at least some symptoms, especially if the carbohydrates you were regularly eating before embarking on your journey were refined, high in sugar, or loaded with grains. So if you're feeling a little groggy, tired, or dizzy, and if you've been thinking and dreaming of all things pizza, pasta, ice cream, tacos, don't worry, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just experiencing a touch of keto flu. Additional symptoms of keto flu may include fatigue, carb cravings, brain fog, inability to focus, insomnia, stomach upset, shakiness, flu-like feeling, nausea, dizziness, weakness, irritability, Keto flu is often the body's response to suddenly being deprived of the carbohydrates or glycogen it's been accustomed to using for such a long time as its only fuel source. When you first try to switch things up with your fuel source, your body goes through a detoxification process manifested by withdrawal symptoms that can mimic those experienced when overcoming a drug addiction. Interesting stuff, right? But keto flu isn't fun. Here are a couple of tactics you can use to encourage your body to to overcome the symptoms as quickly as possible now a lot of people would say stop eating just fast your way through it and i'm going to provide you with some tips and tools that go kind of against that whole thing number one eating fat as your body adjusts to the change in fuel source eating more fat will assist in the adaption process Number two, eating enough. When you first start eating high fat, low carb, it's easy to fall into a pattern of not eating enough because your body and brain will respond by signaling you to keep all of your other macronutrients levels the same to ward off starvation. Number three, increase your salt intake. With the reduction of insulin that naturally occurs on a low carb diet, your body is no longer able to store as much sodium as it would before. Along with the water weight that's being shed, Sodium is also being flushed out of your cells faster than it's being replaced. Increasing your salt intake as you adapt with either pink salt or gray salt is a great first step. Check out the keto lemonade recipe in chapter 11 to help you restore and maintain your body's electrolyte requirements. Number four, drink copious amounts of water. While it's true that being dehydrated can boost ketone levels, unfortunately, it can also make you feel like hot garbage. Drink and drink and drink some more. Number five, hit your way through. That's H-I-I-T. Engage in periodic hit sessions, which work to lower glycogen stores quickly, encouraging your body to become keto adapted faster. Now, I want to add something here just from my experience over the years that's not in the keto beginning right now, but I should definitely add it. Is it hitting your way through? is very much like fasting your way through, but is a lot kinder on your body than just fasting for the first three to five days of your ketogenic journey. Number six, supplement with carnitine. Carnitine also facilitates the adaption process by helping the body to shuttle fatty acids into the mitochondria. Number seven, supplement with exogenous ketones. Ketone supplementation can be quite a fabulous thing as long as you are selective in the ones you use. Again, we talked about this at the beginning of today's episode. Perfect keto is my choice all the time. It can help you to begin to experience all of the benefits of nutritional ketosis before you have even completely fat adapted and will also help to boost your body's ketone levels enough to help you overcome any keto flu symptoms again my favorite brand is perfect keto exogenous ketones you can use the coupon code kdp40 to buy one and get the second 40 percent off number eight boost your low carb vegetable intake keto flu can be the result of cutting carbs too low too fast This is not a race. By increasing your low-carb vegetable intake, think kale, celery, cucumber, and any of the vegetables listed on page 83, you'll boost micronutrients while also allowing your body to overcome keto flu a lot quicker. Summary The average bout of keto flu lasts about seven days. Although it hits everyone a little differently, some lucky people never experience it, while others deal with symptoms for weeks as they become fat adapted. If after seven days you're still feeling funky, you may want to try supplementing with half a scoop or so of exogenous ketones. Sometimes your body just needs a little nudge to push through to the other side. Exogenous ketones will help to boost your body's concentration of ketones and help to dull down, if not completely completely annihilate the keto flu symptoms fruity breath. Oh, the fruity breath. Have you had this yet? Ooh. When I first started experimenting with ketosis, I experienced fruity breath for the first five days. It wasn't pleasant for me and even less so for anyone in close proximity to me. My poor husband, bless his heart. This fruity breath is actually acetone, a ketone body, being released in the only way it can be released through your breath. Don't worry, it should vanish in a couple of days. If you're noticing that two, three, or even four weeks into your keto journey, you're still dealing with fruity keto gross breath. I like to call it dragon breath because it sounds a little more hardcore. Here are some strategies you can try. Two on fresh mint leaves. Carry peppermint essential oil with you and add a drop to your tongue when needed. Also great for your digestion. Check your protein intake. Excess protein can make the issue worse. Lower it a little to see if that helps. Drink plenty of water, and I also really love adding lemon juice to water, which can help with the breath as well. Consume fermented foods such as kimchi, sauerkraut, and kombucha. Start taking a probiotic. Enjoy a carb-up tonight. This detail starts on page 108. Scrape your tongue with a tongue scraper. You can find them at any drugstore or on Amazon or whatever you like. Okay, brain fog. If you've been fueling with carbs and powering your body and brain with glucose, you are familiar with the way your systems react when you're beyond hungry. You know, that fuzzy headed, I need something right now or else feeling? Or when you've had a really long day and your brain just seems to be giving out. This is a brain's way of shouting, I need more glucose at you, because up until now, that's all it's ever known. Brain fog consumed me for the first couple of weeks of eating this way. My brain was the last system to kick in and feel the full benefits of ketosis. The blended coffees I started enjoying in week two made all the difference. The MCTs and the coconut oil and coconut milk helped me to boost ketone levels and directly impacted my brain function. I've included blended coffee during week one in our meal plans in chapter 10 so you can benefit from this ketone producing powerhouse right away. Now I'm adding this (laughs) as my 2020 self. I've actually moved away from all blended coffee, specifically coffee. Now I do more bone broth. So if I'm going to fast in the morning or I want something fatty and good, I'll use bone broth only because bone broth has far more benefits than coffee. And I found uh, with myself and my history of cortisol dysfunction and a bunch of adrenal thyroid stuff, I just found like coffee and tea Anything that has caffeine, even if it's decaffeinated coffee, is going to have a little bit of caffeine. I find that it's just better for me long term. So once my brain switched over to using ketones, I could actually feel it happening. I was blown away with how efficient my thought process became. My mental capacity no longer seemed to be impacted by how long it had been since I'd last eaten. I could even think clearly and efficiently for hours without eating, without feeling hungry and with energy to spare. But my favorite ketosis brain benefit has to be boosted memory. A couple of days after this brain switch, I was introduced to a group of 30 people all at the same time, although their names were not mentioned again during the next four hours that we spent together. At the end of the meeting, I shook each of their hands and recited their names, all 30 of them effortlessly. It was incredible. I actually remember this, and it was like mind-blowing, and (laughs) I just couldn't even believe it. And even now, being six years into this, I'll meet somebody and I'll remember their name and I'll remember it at the end of the event. And then when I see them again, I'll remember their name. It's just so incredibly cool. In summary, if you experience brain fog, rest assured that it will be temporary as it was for me. The chapter goes on to talk about sluggishness, constipation, nausea, disaster pants, like the diarrhea craziness that some of us can experience when we start with keto, pins and needles, sleepless nights, feeling like you're under eating or overeating, hunger, hunger after a big meal, hunger after a fatty coffee, low blood pressure. Oh my goodness, it keeps on going and going and going. Where I'd really love to end today's episode is talking about how once you get a handle, On your ketogenic diet, it's kind of important to stop any input. And (laughs) I'm saying that as a podcast creator saying it might be helpful if you just stop listening to things, if you stop seeking information, know and trust that you have what you need to facilitate unlayering for yourself and a mass uncovering of your health. Okay, so it really is an uncovering, there's nothing broken or wrong with you. And I think oftentimes we're told, you're broken, here, let me fix you, or this is wrong, let me show you the answer. And ultimately, once you have the basis of a ketogenic diet, or really any protocol for that matter, it's really up to you to integrate, and it's up to you to adjust for your body. No one body is the same. And I think when we start to pick away on ourselves and we're like oh my gosh I'm having sleepless nights oh my gosh I'm having pins and needles oh what do I do and we go to google for the answer it's not always great in fact recently I was making a pretty huge life decision and I was scared and vulnerable and I didn't know what to do and it reminded me of the times where I was stuck on somebody else's diet following somebody else's protocol and googling it like all the time and I remember typing into google (laughs) Should I stay on the boat or sell the boat? And I thought to myself, you know, we were struggling with whether or not to stay living on a boat or move off a boat. And I went to Google to see if maybe somebody else had written something. And then I caught myself like, Leanne, Google's not going to give you the answer to your life. And it's very similar with all of these things. I think we've defaulted so completely over to giving our power to other people, to other programs, to facilitators, to uh, workshop attendees, to friends, to nutritionists and doctors. And we don't take a moment to just honor where our body is at. Guaranteed, if you sat down with yourself and looked at your your experience with sleepless nights and really looked, what are the patterns? How am I feeling? And prioritized yourself above all else. I bet you a million dollars. Not actually, because I don't have that. But I bet you, just for kicks, that you could be able to figure out the answer for yourself. Oh, okay, I drink wine before bed and then I can't sleep. Or I read my book and then I have a really good sleep. Or I had chocolate for dinner and I can't sleep. You can start to pick apart the puzzle. But it's unfortunate that we live in a world where people tell you, you're broken, here, let me fix you, that we are completely disempowered in our own bodies. So yes, there are mistakes that you can make on keto. And yes, there are really simple solutions that you can follow to make yourself feel better. But ultimately, all the answers are inside of you. And all of the adjustments you need to make are completely doable. You are not broken. You are not unfixable. And I wish, 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 That I had known this when I was embarking on my first couple of years on keto because it was very challenging for me and I sought out the quote-unquote answers outside of myself and if you take anything from today's episode, it's that I really, really want you to be empowered in your space to pick and choose the answers knowing that not everyone is going to share all information that's all right for you. Okay, so you get to practice your discernment of what works and what doesn't work and drop what just doesn't work and put it in your back pocket and maybe use it for later. So if you're interested in the keto beginning or anything that I put out there, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com begin and check that out. I will include links in today's show notes, we can, which you can find at ketodietpodcast.com. Again, just look for episode 258. I'll include all the links there. And next up on the podcast, Sunday, July 12th, Catherine Arnston is coming on the show to talk about immune support and protection. And then Sunday, July 19th, episode 260, we have Dr. Rochelle Hansen and Brenna Thompson talking about brain inflammation and overall inflammation in the body. It's a good one. Can't wait to see you there. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.